Recap podcast. I'm Maya. And I'm Luke, and we're here to discuss all things pop culture and dissect the wildest show on TV. Um, we're back after a one week hiatus, which I feel like we say that like every other week, but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we never even though the graduation episode was at least for me, definitely my favorite of season five so far. We just did not get a chance to record an episode so we're doing a two-parter today yeah two for one special um the graduation and then we also have the first episode after the time jump which we have been waiting for for quite a long time um so yeah lots to discuss um i feel like this might go a little bit long so i feel like we should just jump right into it let's do it so I mean, for the um, graduation episode, there's, like, a lot going on in it, which I feel like is part of, partly what was um, really great. But I feel like we should just start with the actual, like, graduation element of it, like, the ceremony. So, like, we get, like, a really strange speech from, like, Betty. I don't know if you had any thoughts about that. She talked about, like, yeah. the younger generation. Well, yeah, to me, first of all, it felt it was a weird valedictorian speech because it wasn't about their high school experience or their future going forward. It was about the younger generation and how the younger generation isn't getting to experience Riverdale as they experienced it. And I'm like, these people are just like three years younger than you. Well, yeah, I was like the younger generation. Like no one is that young in the audience. (laughs) It's not like there's like middle schoolers in the audience like it's all like adults mostly but it it also felt like a callback to her speech about riverdale yeah when the black kind of i think her her speech in in season was it season two yeah riverdale kind of going downhill that the black or no actually it was in season one i think i think it was at the very end but the black hood oh okay but the black hood kind of like turned it into his manifesto a little bit yeah so um, I was th- I was thinking like, did anyone like was yeah, anyone really, really influenced the... by her speech? And the only person I could think of was be like Hiram. <laughs> I mean, um, honestly, that kind of makes sense. Because we'll talk more about Hiram in in ep- in the next episode, but um, he could have been. I mean, it's not like Hiram wasn't already thinking about this, but he could be like, oh well. You know, Riverdale is already deteriorating, so I could kind of take advantage of that and make it even more shitty. Just to like um, profit. But that, maybe that's a little bit of a reach. But I mean, Riverdale has definitely been known to recycle plot lines, so <laughs> I wouldn't put it past them. Um. So yeah, there's a Betty speech, and then they all get their diplomas, and I feel like it was like a little bit emotional, like them all graduating. And- yeah, I think. I think the episode as a whole was, like, I think they made it sentimental enough. Yeah. I mean, it's, like, for me, personally, it's, like, not going to be the most emotionally resonant because the show has gone off the rails so much. But, like, they did their best with what they're working with. And then Archie, Um, we also find out in this episode that Archie is not going to graduate. So when he goes across the stage, he has, like, an empty diploma. (laughs) Um, but the the worst part, or for me, the worst part of this entire episode is the song they're playing during graduation. Because <laughs> oh um, Archie gets to sing the graduation song. So he does this cover of Good Riddance by Green Day, yeah. um, which, you know, I guess I get why that it's like the time of their life, whatever. No, like, like the song why, makes sense for this situation. Why the song like... makes sense. But first of all, his version was terrible not at all emotional and they didn't play pomp and circumstance they played archie singing good riddance instead of pomp and circumstance which made it significantly less emotional and that was just very offensive to me (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was it sort of ruined the vibe a little bit um and then after they get their diplomas they're all like celebrating and another thing that happens in this episode is jellybean and fp 
moved to Toledo. And literally right after graduation, yes. FP is like, okay, I'm going. <laughs> Bye forever. <laughs> um, Which is, I guess, so yeah, how they're writing like, FP off the show. Yeah, they were trying to to write, what oh God, what's his name? Ski Ulrich. Um, yeah off the show and i think it was it was a nice send-off he rode off on his motorcycle so, with his, with his a jacket, serpent jacket but poor alice everybody is leaving her i know alice is so sad also complete side note so i recently started watching gossip girl again like i picked up where i left off really yeah so i've watched a few episodes and the se- i've like now at the beginning of season two and Alice, the actress, is like a major character in season two of Gossip Girl. Wait, and it's what? so weird. That's, that's <laughs> I was crazy. like, oh my okay, god, maybe, where does she come from? Maybe I, I need to start Gossip I would not Girl say now. that's like a reason to watch Gossip Girl, but... <laughs> no, 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 just because you're watching it. No, but yeah, it was just like very strange. And I was like, oh, it seemed yeah. at first like she was just going to be like a one episode character. And then all of a sudden she's like, now I'm like four episodes, five episodes into season two. And she's like still... Like a major character, and I'm not really. I was huge literally fan of just her. thinking about like last night about how she was in Gilmore Girls. Oh, who's and she how that play? was so so weird to me. She was in. Oh, she wait, plays we Sherry. Already, we already talked. We about talked this. about this yeah. before on the podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess she just pops up all over the place in all yeah. of the the teen shows. I mean, I think she's going to. She plays like a very similar character to Alice, I would say. But that's funny. Um, I feel like she's not going to be there much longer like i feel like she'll be on for like a few more episodes but her plot line is sort of ending anyway uh that was just anyways um well when we were watching this we were talking about like how come alice doesn't go with fp because there's nothing keeping her in riverdale but i think it's because they're trying to write him off the show and i'm sure alice is still going to be in the show yeah I mean, although she wasn't in the next episode, which was, like, a bit strange. I feel like. Yeah. I don't know. Well. But also there it, wasn't it that much time spent in Riverdale. It would be weird if she remained in Riverdale that whole time. So. Yeah. Because literally I guess we'll what see, is I'm keeping sure we'll her there? Out. She has, like, no friends. So no... much trauma there, too. Yeah. Like, there's, like, literally no reason to say. Um, Like, her husband is gone. Her new boyfriend is gone. Her all of her kids are gone like there's nothing but and then another major part of this episode is the relationship well like the drama with barchi and like that getting revealed although that kind of like ends up not being that big of a deal like betty and or jughead like finds out that betty and archie kissed and then jughead sort of just like forgives them and then yeah it it was he sort doesn't of like, get mad in the moment, but it seems like they never. They said they were going to talk about it. They never actually talked about it. Yeah. And it's sort of. It's sort of like the beginning of the end. Wedge for between them. them, anyways. But there was already this this weirdness between them because they were both going off to college, and it wasn't totally decided on what was gonna gonna happen to them. So then eventually they're just like, okay, we. we I think it's Jughead who is like, we just like have to break up. Yeah. Well, and then Archie, so Archie's not going to graduate. He finds this out, like, the day before he's supposed to graduate, which is great for him. So, supposedly, he'd have to repeat senior year, which I guess is not something he's interested in doing. So, he gets it in his head that he's just going to join the army instead and go to the war, which supposedly there's just, like, a war going on that he's going to Yeah, there, there's a moment combat. when... when veronica finds out that he's thinking about joining the army and she's like you know there's a war going on and so we were like a little confused what she's talking about because not like i mean the u.s is like has troops places but it's not like there's right now this like big war that everyone's talking like if you join the army you automatically go to to the war yeah so i I don't know i guess we're just supposed to assume riverdale universe there's world war three going on yeah which i feel like if there was like a war i feel like it would be like a bigger deal for the rest of like i don't know sort of strange but archie ends up going and that creates this like huge fight between him and veronica and then there's just like this very dramatic like going away scene where he gets on this like 
army bus that's driving away and he never said goodbye to veronica and then and then they say i love yeah. you through the window yeah and then they all like and drive them to stop the bus yeah it's like a very dramatic which honestly i was like making fun of it in the moment but i feel like it was like kind of a good send-off yeah and but this episode was very much a varchi and bughead episode even though the couples both broke up didn't leave the episode together it was definitely hinting at varchi and bughead endgame like the scene where archie was officially announcing his decision to join the army to all of them um they show they show veronica's face they don't show betty's face in that scene so i'm like they're not even I, yeah. they're not even trying to do any sort of barchi thing at this like point. i'm really confused i think where all these i, I mean think I, the barchi people on twitter just got it in my head that season five was going to be a barchi season but I, I i don't think so well there's that one scene in the trailer for the rest of season five where it looks like Betty yeah, is kissing like, archie in a shower i feel like they might hook up at some point but like but yeah I don't know. Yeah. It seems like the show is doing a good job of making it seem like it's going to happen, even though it's not. Because every episode I go yeah. in thinking, okay, this is going to be the Varchi episode, like, prepare myself, and then it's just not. Well, I, I think it's just the people on Twitter. Yeah, well, like, I think I the people like on Twitter are, like, the show isn't really adver- advertising. It's just, like, everyone's like, oh my god, it's going to be this episode, and then we're, like, well, cause go in expecting Because there's a lot of people not. that think it's Endgame, and, like, yeah, they just can't imagine that. A world without uh, Betty and Archie ultimately ending up together. <laughs> but anyway, Archie goes off to the army, and then it's sort of sad. After Archie leaves, like, everyone is just sort of, like, sad. They all start leaving one by one, like, and it's just sort of, like, depressing end to the episode as but they all go off to college. At this, uh, there was one point where um, the big four are are hanging out and this this episode we got to see a lot of interaction between the characters which we we haven't yeah they haven't all been in a group in a while because they've all been doing their own projects but they they decided i think it was archie's idea that every every year on that day they would meet at pops it's such like a random day of the year like why would they choose over like winter break or something (laughs) like a time when they'd actually realistically be in riverdale yeah, the episode ends, well, they do a, a flash forward a year, and Jughead shows up, and nobody else shows up, so then they, then they don't see each other for another six years. Yeah, they like, um, we wouldn't all be back together in this room for six more years. So. But, oh, uh, just a couple random things. They had they had a break room scene which we haven't seen in a while so it was it was, like it was the last very one. nice to see the whole crew together and they were they were looking at the yearbook and there was <laughs> a whole serpent page <laughs> you know just, a whole which page is just, just very funny but it's for like, the local gang it kind of shows how far Riverdale has come because yeah, at one point that was there was like been. so much stigma around all of these motorcycle <laughs> gangs but now they just have a whole page in the yearbook <laughs> they've been normalized in riverdale which you know that's progress that's progress um yeah so i think it was a good end of the episode and we talked about this but i thought like it is sort of unfortunate the way that the seasons got cut because i feel like this would have been a really good season finale and like yeah the way that the next episode sort of it was so soon after this one like it didn't feel as satisfying of like a okay we've taken a break from Riverdale for a while like they're finally coming back and it's seven years later like it was just like oh, another Riverdale episode like it didn't feel like a time jump as much as it would have if it was like yeah marked by the end of a season oh what one more thing uh they all do a, a time capsule <laughs> yeah. and the stuff people just throw in random things but Jughead throws his beanie. Yeah, I was like, "What?" Into the time capsule. That's like a major like point of your character, yeah. and also like the people who open that in however many years are not going to appreciate it. It's like uh, Betty put in a copy of the Blue and Gold, which makes sense. Yeah, makes a lot of sense because people will know what it is and be like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." <laughs> Everyone's it's just going to be like Blue and Gold from like twenty whatever. 
But... Everyone's just going to be like, why is yeah. there a hat in here? <laughs> like, whose hat is this? Yeah, and that hat... I guess <laughs> it's, it's sort like, of showing that, like, Jughead is moving on. I know, but it's just like, this is like a bit much more sentimental... Holds a lot more sentimental value to Jughead than anyone who will open the time capsule. So it just makes no sense. I mean, like, oh, it makes sense in sh- terms of the show and, like, the end of an era... But it doesn't really make sense mm-hmm. in terms of it being a time capsule. And one more thing we should talk about, though, is Cheryl and Tony. Mm. So Cheryl decides that she, I guess she and Tony were going to go to the same college. And then she decides that she is not going to college. Yeah. Um, because she needs to do things in Riverdale to repair the damage that her family caused so a little a little unsure about this but cheryl and tony shoney is no more yeah they break up which is sad so should we move into the next episode end of basically end of the pre-time jump high school years high school years are over sad about it but ready to move on That episode was really good, and it left me so excited for the time jump. I don't think I've ever been that excited for a Riverdale episode, but I personally found the the next episode to be pretty disappointing. How did you feel? Yeah, I mean, I felt like it it was sort of like a necessary, like they needed to give updates on where everyone was. But even like people on Twitter I was seeing were like kind of disappointed by this episode, mostly because there was just not very much like interaction between the characters. But I feel like, and you said this while we were watching, but like, I feel like it would have been more interesting if we just like saw them all get together and then through their interactions, we could have gotten like some small flashbacks to see what's going on with them instead of like spending a good like 10 minutes with each of them in their respective like exactly places individually so i thought like i thought it would have been it would be more fun if they were like on some sort of like adventure or something and like slowly revealing like what was going on with them in their past like i feel like that would have been a bit more interesting or if it just opened with them all meeting at pops yeah because it just took so long through their conversation like there didn't even have to be that much action but just through this conversation that they're all having then we see we see flashbacks. Yeah. It just, like, took so long for them to get together. And I feel like the best moments of the show are when they're all together. And we got, like, none of that this episode. But, I mean... Also, their union was terrible. But we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. So, we start with Archie, who, as we know, went off to war. Um, and then... And this was, like, the opening scene of the show was so of this episode was so bizarre so it's like a war sequence but it's happening on the football field which to me just read like they couldn't afford another set so they were like (laughs) okay we already have the football field set so we're just gonna shoot the sequence on the football field and then it's like sort of played off as like a dream kind of i don't like ptsd kind of i don't know exactly but he like wakes up in his hospital bed and the guy's like we're like you have to go home like whatever unclear exactly and i think the most frustrating part of this is like he because of whatever happened in the war which we don't fully exactly know what happened he he feels bad because he wasn't able to like fully save this other guy that he was with so basically in other words he has like the exact same hero complex like issues that he's been dealing with for the first four seasons of the show it's just now because of the army instead of because of his dad yeah this is exactly i think what i what i said to luke i don't think it was on the podcast i think you may have said that on the podcast or no you didn't because it was no you didn't record an episode oh yeah yeah but i was like oh my god this next season is definitely going to be all about archie feeling so bad because like somebody (laughs) died and then in the one army. of his friends in the army died and then he he didn't save him basically um, spot on so uh Which, i mean well, anyone I, who's listened to the podcast knows we're not fans of archie so it's not like a big surprise <laughs> so i think this make i think it makes sense for archie archie's character that he he's a soldier it makes no, yeah. sense and it looks very natural 
I just wish we didn't have to hear about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I, we really don't need any war flashbacks, but I'm sure we will get plenty of them. And then the other interesting thing is, like, so Archie's the first one that comes back to Riverdale. And he sort of comes back because he's, like, leaves the army because of whatever happened. And so he gets back and he goes and sees... The only person he goes and sees is, like, is Tony. He, like, goes to... Well, what used to be the Labanui is now the White Worm underneath Pops. Somehow something's changed. And he goes and he's talking with Tony, which is like a mashup that we've like never really seen very much of, which I know a lot of people so, yeah, on Twitter is, were excited about. Is Archie Tony going to be a thing? I don't... Arch... Archoni? Well, and it seems like Tony... Archie? I mean, this is getting ahead of the... This is getting to the... Jumping to the end of the episode, but it seems like Tony's like becoming a more of like part of the main group now which is interesting yeah which so i like tony yeah so i'm not complaining it. i do think it's definitely a direct effect of of her speaking out yeah about no, how characters of color don't have a a, a big role in the show yeah no but... it's definitely about that or like it just like felt a little bit strange like i'm not like anti tony joining the show and i think she's more interesting than at least Archie, so <laughs> I feel like... And also, yeah. if, if she's, like, setting up a love triangle, maybe, between... Or I guess it could be, like, a love star or something, if it's, like, Betty, Veronica, and Oh, gosh. That could get messy. And then with Cheryl... And Cheryl. They're, they'll just all be romantically linked in some way. Yeah. Well, and remember but... when, like, Cheryl and Archie was almost a thing in, like, one episode in season, like, two or something? Well, that but that was never that was never gonna happen. No, yeah, I know. Um. Um. So anyway, and then but, also we get like a scene with Fang and um, Kevin, who both went to and they're, college. They're still and, together. They went to college in Pittsburgh. Yeah, CMU and Pitt. So they somehow stayed together, and they're back in Riverdale, which like doesn't really make sense. Like, why would they come back to Riverdale? <laughs> That's I feel like true. they have nothing in Riverdale to come back to. Because Kevin studied theater at CMU, right? Yeah. And, and then he comes back at, to uh, be the... the drama teacher at theater Riverdale teacher High. At... <laughs> and Tony is the, the guidance counselor, so she became a social worker. But she was, but then they got rid of that position, I think. Didn't that happen? They got rid of the guidance counselor position? Like, I think she was that, and then, like, they got rid of the position or something, and she wasn't anymore. No, I thought she was... I think I thought what they said is she was a social worker at some oh. other place. Oh, yeah. Like, at some sense. sort of agency in Riverdale that they got rid of. Yeah, So then okay. she became the guidance counselor at Riverdale Which I High. actually feel like that's, like, a good... It's a good job for her. Makes sense. And I think the fact that... That she's, like, a social worker and she's going to be featured more prominently in this season makes sense, considering everything that's happening. In Maybe Riverdale. she she's can help kind of Archie um, work through Riverdale. some of his... Or, no, help... Oh, yeah. <laughs> work through some of his trauma. Um, Maybe. <laughs> and then also, someone else is at the table with them, too. So, basically, like, they all left for college, then they came back and Riverdale was, like, in shambles and, like... Not who was that? Great. Who else was at the table? Like, oh, Sweet Pea. Yeah, Sweet Pea. He's one of Sweet the guys Pea I never Sweet Pea had stayed remember. in Riverdale. He was like holding he down the a... fort <laughs> while they were holding all gone. Holding down the fort for the circus. Because basically the teenagers just run the town and nothing else like gets done. And Tony is still like a, a serpent leader well, now. Well, I'm pretty sure she said she revived the serpents or something. And, and then she became, revived the serpents. So and she's then became the guidance the counselor is also at the, the local high school the local and, and a gang leader, yeah. yeah. It's a lot, a lot of responsibility on Tony. <laughs> so anyway, that's what Archie's going through. And then it seems like Archie like sees all the problems in Riverdale and then decides to call all of the main four to like come back i don't know it was like didn't really make sense exactly why he was like calling all of them well i guess he told them it was for pop's retirement party but we we never saw these phone conversations and they hadn't talked in seven years so it's a little weird to just call someone up out of the blue and be like oh hey 
can you, you come, come all the way over like retirement yeah. party so yes. it's, it's weird that we didn't see those conversations maybe we'll see them in a future episode but it's kind of an awkward conversation to just talk so to someone talked you haven't talked so to long. in seven years who's yeah. like your best friend yeah that was a bit weird so anyway let's go on to betty oh god so betty is in fbi training right now or she was and it kind of gets revealed that she well she was like talking to a therapist and then it sort of gets revealed that she in through her fbi training was like trying to catch the trash bag killer tbk tbk who and somehow she made some mistake and then she ended up getting held captive for like two weeks by the trash bag killer yeah and so she, she has all this trauma from it. when she when she needed to and she got captured and he got away which is so is the trash bag killer still on the loose gonna... yeah the trash bag killer is still on the loose which oh is, is that gonna be the... giving her a lot of anxiety and also probably the trash bag killer is gonna kill someone else and then she's gonna feel terrible about it oh god obviously yeah and we get some like but... really creepy dream sequence from her where she like wakes up and she's like or, or in the dream she's like here's some like meowing or something outside she hears of her, her apartment cat meowing. and then she goes outside and there's like the limbs of a body and her cat is like is in like... a trash bag oh yeah and her cat is like licking all of like the fingers and stuff the bloody fingers and oh, then she and then the trash bag killer creepy. shows up so clearly she has a lot of it's not going great for her and then also she's like sort of dating her fbi colleague glenn who oh, he's He's it's terrible. He seems like a kind of like sleazy, like gross guy. But supposedly yeah. she's dating him. Yeah, I'm so, like, why are we supposed to believe that both Veronica and Betty just chose the worst guy as possible? Yeah, like, like they're yeah. pretty smart. Yeah, they're both like. I feel like can make better. They can stand up for that. themselves. Yeah, and. So anyway, Betty gets the call from Archie and she's like, okay, I have to go see, go back to Riverdale, I guess. So she tells Glenn to take care of her cat because she has a cat. So I feel like that's all that's really going on with Betty. Kind of disappointing. But mm-hmm. anyway. And then should we move on to Veronica? Yeah. Veronica's was background, backstory was sort of, it was a lot. There's a lot going on. I feel like I enjoyed her backstory the most. Yeah. It was but, kind of the so she, funniest. Yeah. So she's married to this guy named Chadwick. <laughs> um, and so if you thought Glenn was sleazy, uh, clearly well, Chadwick just has Chadwick. like no personality at all. It's just like the most <laughs> bland person on the show. <laughs> like more so than Archie. And, and, and they've been married Chadwick, for a year too. They're celebrating yeah, their one-year anniversary. A year, Chadwick wants babies. Veronica does not. Um, and Veronica used to be the she-wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, they used to be like a power couple on trade on the trading floors. Many like. times. He also, yeah, he also works on Wall Street, except they got into some sort of helicopter accident. This, this thing made no sense that, to me at all. <laughs> what? This story, this plotline made no sense to me at all. Because they well, got into a helicopter like... accident, and then he's like, okay, I feel like it's just like too much pressure. Like, you should take a step back from Wall Street. Well, yeah, it seems like he just accident? used that as an excuse to try to control her. Like, what? I just like it seems like sense. she was she was much more successful on Wall Street well, yeah. than he was, so he felt threatened about it. So then somehow he was like, "Okay, we just got into this helicopter crash, and for whatever reason, now you can't work on Wall Street anymore." I don't know how Veronica let him do yeah. that to her because Veronica's like so, so much more Veronica. strong-willed than he is, also. But so then yeah. she so, so she tells him that she has a job at Lacey's, which I'm assuming is Macy's, like the. But, like, if Veronica got some sort of retail job, 
realistic? Like, should we get some sort of, like, really high-end Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Job. And also, just realistically, like, is Macy's still going to be in business in seven years from now? Like, no. So Ooh, This takes place in 2021. What? Yeah. So... Remember, this... there's a line where Veronica's like, it's 2021, oh, Chadwick. So wait, does that mean that the entire show has been seven years before? I guess. I, I don't know. But I, the phones don't, that they use what don't... the time... Yeah, I mean, it's always been very, like, unclear. Unclear. I mean, they've never really said anything. But the phones that they use have always looked like kind of the current phones. I don't know. You know. Well, okay. <laughs> They're in 2021, I guess. So, okay, I guess Macy's is still in business. But she doesn't actually work at Macy's, and she's been lying to him, and she actually works at this, like, jewelry shop. But it's, like, a... It's kind of a shady jewelry shop. It's, like, an uncut gems kind of jewelry shop. Like, very high-pressure, like, back-and-forth bargaining, working with, like, I don't know. Anyway. And so her husband doesn't know about this. Chadwick doesn't know about it. And then... And he shows up at Macy's, or at Lacey's, uh, <laughs> where I guess Katie Keene works there. And he's like, so oh, we, I saw yeah. Katie, but... We don't even get any there. Katie Keene, like, scenes, cameos. Appearances. We just hear about her. How many times are they going to throw around her name before we actually get to see her? <laughs> so... Which I guess that, because they live in New York City, it makes sense that they've reconnected with Katie Keene. Well, so, yeah, Katie Keene was one of Veronica's best friends. Yeah. So, anyway, then they have, like, a fight, but then they're, like, they make up, and he gives her a Fabergé egg. A Glamourgé egg. Gla- yeah. <laughs> Whatever the off-brand name they made up for it. And... I, this was like sort of weird, and we were both confused when. But then I guess she sells it at her jewelry shop. Yeah, which I'm assuming yeah, he that's didn't what want I read in the recap. I read she didn't want him, but it also was weird because like her dad used to have one of these, and like that was like a plot point earlier on in the show. So maybe it's like reminded her of it or something, or just this is demonstrating her like lack of commitment to Chadwick. Unclear exactly what the point of that was. And then also her mom yeah, is on but, Real Housewives. So we get yeah, a Yeah, she goes that. to visit her on set and her mom wants her to be in yeah. in a couple of episodes and she's like, Nope, my life is, is too big of a mess. Which I can understand that. Yeah. Um but that's Veronica. And then Jughead is also living in New York, but it seems like they don't really they, Yeah. Uh, which that's such a missed opportunity oh maybe there'll be flashback sequences where you find out that they actually have seen each other and maybe they like briefly were had a romantic relationship because they both were in new york city no (laughs) (laughs) that would be so funny but i think jug had said in the episode before that he hadn't seen anyone or he wouldn't see any of them again for six years yeah i guess we have to trust him so it's not like totally impossible that they lived in new york and never i mean it's completely possible that they lived in new york for that long and they they never saw each other what? and they of all the f- whole group they're like the least close so it makes sense that like yeah they would not but go also out of their was in other. iowa probably for for four of the years so well yeah but it's been two years at least since then. yeah so anyway so Jughead, this was like not great. Like I was not loving this, the way they decided to take Jughead's character, <laughs> like the direction they went with his character. But um, he, so I guess he was like a successful author. He published one book. It was like, did pretty well, but then he's just like, really can't seem to write another. He has like major writer's block. He's just like, not doing great. We see his he girlfriend. Girlfriend, yeah, who he has a very toxic relationship with, and then she leaves him in this episode. And also, he is broke, and the debt collectors are like after him. Supposedly, like who are who are these debt collectors? Yeah, I don't know what that is. Like what? They look like like mobsters. (laughs) Yeah, no, it seems like he must have like 
Because I thought that they were like, I don't, I don't, I thought they were maybe more legit. But then I'm like, okay, these are definitely he. Like I don't know, does, does he have like a gambling problem or something? Like clearly there's there's something shady. With yeah, this whole it was really bizarre. And then he's like sort of spiraling because he just broke up with his girlfriend, so he goes to this bar, and then he this like one girl kind of like meets up with him. They end up like going She's back a grad to his apartment. Student. Yeah, who like knows his work? They end up going back to his apartment, and then the next morning she's like, "Oh, by the way, can you read my novel? <laughs> like, basically, I've been stalking you, and I figured out that this is where you like to hang out, and so I just did all this so that you could read my novel." So yeah, and so she slept like, with um... him to try to get him to read her manuscript, and then, and then send and it then to her to his him. agent if. If she likes it. Or if he likes it. And then she blackmails him and is like, I will call the debt collectors on you if you don't do it. (laughs) So. Yeah. Like, what is going on with that? So weird. But anyway, that's what's going on with Jughead. So he's not doing great either. But also, his manager is so mean. And it doesn't really make sense to me. His manager keeps saying, like, oh, like, the time has passed, like, you release one successful book if you wanted to release another one like you're kind of like out of time like people have forgotten about you but like he's only been out of college for two years so that means he probably released a book like only a year ago well maybe he wrote it during college i don't know but also his manager could be like a bit nicer to him because he's literally seven years right yeah it was seven years so he's out of college for three years but like it's Presumably, he was writing his book for some of those years. Who knows? But he's also, like, 25-year-old. Like, he's not that old. I don't know. Whatever. So then he also gets a call from Archie, goes back to Riverdale. And then that's what happens. Should we just quickly talk about what's going on with Cheryl, too? Oh, yeah. So Cheryl seems to have just been cooped up in what? What house is she in now? I don't. I think it might be a new one. Cause didn't she build a new one? Because it's under construction. Well, it seems like she's just renovating her house. I don't know. I can't. I think it's Thornhill. Whatever house she's in, (laughs) she's just been cooped up in there. She's now a great painter. Now Nana Rose wants her (laughs) to to create famous paintings. Yeah, apparently she's, like, a master painter, and she can, like, forge other, like, really famous works. I don't understand how that works. How Nana Rose is going to start making money. Like, what? Because don't they have to be, like, authenticated? That that makes no sense to me, but... (laughs) She's like, can you try and paint a Rembrandt? (laughs) I'm just like, um, okay. What? But Tony goes to see her, and wants to get back together it seems like cheryl because before tony's family was concerned about cheryl and cheryl wanted to like uh repair the all the damage that her family caused to, like to be In deserving of tony and then it seems like she sort I don't, i'm confused i'm so confused about what's going on with cheryl yeah but she's I mean, just been painting seems, for seven she, years and then, well cheryl is like I, Cheryl's like, there's a family curse, like the Blossom family curse. And I read, there's some like movie, she referenced some thing where she's like, if I just renovate my house for constantly, then like I can't be affected by the curse or something. And she's like isolating herself because she doesn't want to affect other people with the curse. So Tony comes to visit her and she's like, no, like we can't, like I can't continue. I can't like start a relationship with you because of this curse. Which I, I'm, yeah, it's unclear if it's like a metaphorical curse like, or if it's like an actual curse. Gosh, who knows? But she says something <laughs> about being doomed for a life of misery or something. Yeah. So, so basically yeah. she's just been isolating herself for seven years and we're supposed to believe that with Nana Rose. Who I was worried is going to die, but Nana was. Rose is still alive seven years later. Looks just the same as she used to. Somewhat of a criminal. Yeah, now she's like an art. Um, I don't know what the word for that is. Dealer. And... Well, like an art, like something where you an art where you make <laughs> fake pieces of art. 
<laughs> I don't know if that's a common thing or not, but like that's... a con. Yeah, a con Art, artist. Con woman. Except it's actually not a con artist. artist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But also another development is that Tony is pregnant, but we don't know who the the father is. And she doesn't seem to want to share doesn't... that with people. Yeah. And Cheryl I don't know. Also the weird thing is that Cheryl keeps like is able to find out about town gossip. Like she's like Tony's like, Oh, I'm pregnant and Cheryl's like, Yeah, I heard. But like who did she hear from? She doesn't leave the house Maybe ever. The Maybe oh yeah, social media. Cheryl has social media. Cheryl Bombshell on Twitter. Cheryl Bombshell. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess maybe. Maybe Nana Rose is her, like, source. Nana Rose goes into town and, like, finds out about all the oh, Riverdale gossip. Maybe. <laughs> that is such, like, a weird relationship. Um, so, anyway, that's what's going on with Cheryl. So, then, at the end of the episode, they all get to Pops. And they're all, like, sitting there. Well, and... yeah, Archie gets there, and they're all already sitting there. And they're all, like, sitting there in silence, not even talking. Which I'm like, and Archie comes over and he doesn't even say like, "Hey guys, like it's been it's been a long time." <laughs> it like, seems like they all like, hate each other. <laughs> with you, he's just like, "We need to save Riverdale." Well, the weird thing is, it seems like they all hate each other. But it's like if they haven't talked to each other in seven years, then how do they hate each other? Well, I get that it's like super awkward, but I wish we we saw them catching up a little bit. But it's or, like awkward. But I don't it's know. like. It's not that awkward. They all just never reached out to each other. I mean, it's like, whatever. But I feel like they all, like, hate each other. Like, they're like, I'm giving you the silent treatment. Like, I'm not going to talk to you. I'm like... Well, I get it. It's kind of like, what? how do you act with someone that was one of your best friends and then you just And then all of a sudden you just stopped with. talking to them. But it was a very weird scene. Oh, but we have to talk about what's going on in Riverdale. Because well, yeah. Tony so... shows Archie around Riverdale and Riverdale not has, doing well yeah severely gone downhill <laughs> and it's there's like so much crime and it's a dangerous place to be and Hiram Lodge is to blame for a lot of it because he's building this or maybe he already built this like suburban yeah subdivision development Sodale. thing that's pretty Which, expensive wasn't Sodale Sodale something else that was like like earlier on the show yeah i feel like I that feel, was like, I feel like a plan that never went like that was like what Hiram wanted to do with with like the drive-in or something oh uh, yeah yeah it was so called, i guess like, the Sodale that project. never happened before but basically what Hiram's doing is he's taking all this money from the riverdale budget and he's making the town just like to get all the people the rich people to live oh so maybe that's where alice lives now in sodale oh maybe but yeah he's basically doing all he can to make the riverdale the worst place and most dangerous place to to live so then all of the rich people will go to his little development but then the people who can't afford to go to that are just stuck in riverdale yeah that's like I mean, I don't really exactly understand why wouldn't why wouldn't he just pour all this money into Riverdale? I don't know. Well, he's not going to profit from that. I guess not. Anyway, so Hiram is like supposedly behind all of it, and so Archie so, kind yeah. of gathers them under the pretense of like we're going to save Riverdale, which like um yeah. Yeah, but so and then the the final scene is we see this girl come into Pops and talk with the waitress at Pops, who I guess is going to become a new character. I'm not sure her name. And then she's she's leaving. She's going to San Francisco. We don't really know that much about this girl. Well, I think she seemed like a a rich person that moved into Riverdale and then realized that she like needs to move out. Well. Or there was, but she like lived on her own. Yeah, I, it was sort of strange. She wasn't. I forget exactly what they said about her, but she wasn't really. 
I don't know. I don't know. Like, there was something weird going on with her. It didn't seem like just a normal yeah. situation. But, but anyway, anyway she... she was leaving Riverdale, and then she wants to hitchhike, and she gets into this <laughs> Really? Uh, it's like the middle of the night. She's hitchhiking on this random road. And then uh, she, the voiceover, I guess, is it Jughead's voiceover? says that she never made it to San Francisco. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I was like, why do we why do we care about this random person that you just introduced us to that we never like why why do we care now that she's I guess murdered? I don't know. It yeah. was a weird end to the episode. Also, I was like why is she getting into this like truck in the middle of the like I <laughs> like obviously it's terrible but like why is she hitchhiking in the middle of the night like yeah. I feel like there would be a better way to leave Riverdale especially and I guess this road that she was walking on is like really really dangerous at night yeah <sighs> so anyway that seems like sort of the beginning of the murder or the mystery but there's also in Betty's flashback or not flashback in Betty's like what she's been doing section of the episode where they talk about her as like an FBI trainee like we find out about well also the trash bag killer TBK and then there's also another serial killer that's supposed that she has a theory is like linked to all of these different murders across the country well yeah she's been going through these files and she's i guess reading about these murder files in different places and she thinks it's a it's a traveling serial killer but which would i guess the other people at the fbi are like oh that's kind of uh kind of a reach like they don't necessarily necessarily believe it that all these murders are linked but i feel like that would make sense if that's the serial killer that shows up in riverdale so yeah. Anyway, I don't know if that's sort of a few like seeds that they could expand upon for the rest of the season, but it does seem like there is sort of like a unsolved murder case that is going to be the main mystery of this season. Also, Reggie is like Hiram Lodge's assistant now. Who? Oh, Reggie, yeah. That was, like, a weird thing. Well, because also Hiram keeps going to Cheryl and wanting to buy out Cheryl's property. Mm -hmm. But Cheryl won't buy, so. And Reggie's his assistant. Which honestly kind of makes sense for Reggie. Like, I'm sad for Reggie, but it makes sense for his character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, anyway... That's where we are now. So anyway, what were your, like, what are your, what are you looking forward to with this season? <laughs> or sauce dreading? Um, I'm looking forward for th- to the characters, like, actually talking and re- reconnecting, hopefully. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to learning, I'm looking forward to learning more about more Veronica and Jughead's backstories, because I think Archie and, and Betty's backstories is just going to be, like, a lot of trauma. And yeah. So I don't know how I'm going to feel about all of that, but I do think that Veronica's will be kind of fun, and I think Jughead's has potential. Yeah. I mean, I also feel like the show is setting them up to be do some more, like, group mystery-solving kind of things. Like, it feels like they're all going to be, like hopefully working on like the same projects yeah like they're gonna be working together which i feel like we haven't gotten like group things from them very much like it's always been like betty and jacket doing one thing while veronica is like doing one another thing and archie's doing another thing so i feel like them all together will be kind of fun and i'm hoping it's a little bit more focused on them saving Riverdale rather than Betty and Jughead getting sidetracked with, you know, some mystery that doesn't necessarily feel super connected. Yeah, because it's like at this point, like, we're out of characters to like, like, 
for there to be a mystery, it's like they have to add all the characters. Like, you know, like, it's like, mm-hmm. for there to be, like, a murder and- mystery, they have to add all of the characters, like, all of the characters that are going to be involved are going to be, like, new characters, not existing characters. So it's like, we're not going to care that much about it. Like, that's sort of why I feel like we, like, some of the later mis- season mysteries are not as interesting is because it's, like, all based on new characters and not as much, like, like, I don't really care about any of the people in the... And stone Stonewall Prep, for example. So it's like, if they're all involved in a mystery, it's like, do we really care? Or like, you know, I mean, like, I do think that even when the, even when the mysteries revolved around the more main characters, I don't think they always did the great job of like making you care about the mystery part. But like when it was like Betty's dad, I feel like it was like more interesting than like when yeah. it's like random people that she went to school with. Yeah, I just I think like I'm I'm hoping that they they lead more into the uh, yeah group like like you said the group trying to save Miss the uh, Riverdale rather than the serial killer stuff because that yeah. whenever that that stuff is just never the most interesting part of the show. Yeah. Um. But well, yeah, I feel like we talked about two episodes in under an hour, which is yeah, that's impressive. Like kind of a record for us, I think. Um, well, until our next episode, um, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter, both pops pop culture, and you can send us an email at popsandpopculture at gmail dot com. And also, make sure to rate us, or I guess rate and review us on. Um, Apple Podcasts. I feel like we keep forgetting to say that, so I wanted to mention that. <laughs> um, and subscribe to us and follow us on Spotify. Um, yeah, I feel like that's it. Hopefully we'll be back next weekend with another episode. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.